Welcome to the Fanatical Elves Show, part of the Elves Network. We are a bunch of wild and crazy Cleveland Browns fans, bringing you all the latest in Browns news. Tune in now. And we are a bunch of wild and crazy Browns fans here on the Fanatical Elves Show. We are in playoff mode big time as we prep you for the huge game Saturday as the Brownies play the Houston Texans down in Houston again. Welcome, Steve. Welcome, Elliot. And welcome, Sam. I'm your host, John. Uh, we're all your hosts. We all have great shows here on the Fanatical Elves Network, and we are excited that you've joined us tonight on this Thursday as we uh, get ready for the big game. Um, Sam, how are you doing down there in the Lone Star State? Pretty good. Uh, it's might snow in a few days. Ooh, right. Yeah, the weather, <laughs> yeah. it's going to be below freezing tonight. Um mm. And it's our Sunday. Yeah. Sunday, it's going to be 29 on Monday. It's going to be 22. And then on Tuesday, it's going to be 27. And so we might have some, uh, some snow soon. And you're in the Dallas area. Yeah. Not, not very common. We get about once a year not very much though. It's funny because my friends in Kansas, where I used to live in Wichita, they've had two big snowstorms and here in Ohio and Columbus, we've had squat, but, uh, and we're going to still continue to get squat. We might get a little bit of, uh, you know, cold, we're going to get a lot of cold, but I don't know much snow, but well, Sam, glad to have you aboard. I know you and the Oracle, uh, Elliot joined forces earlier in the week, which was exciting to listen to. And if you tune into the Oracle speaks and to Sam's Brown's breakdowns every week. Um, so just some great content and Elliot, you had some really nice complimentary words for Sam. So thank you for that. Um, check out Sam Elliot. How are you doing tonight? Well, I'm doing just absolutely uh, fine. I'm kind of going into conniptions about this game with Houston. I'm not real thrilled about playing Houston, frankly. I was hoping that we'd play Jacksonville. I think that Houston is really a very tough team that's getting better as the season has gone on. Yeah, but we'll talk about that more. I would agree with that. Yeah, we'll get into that. And Steve Gill, the Dog Pound South guru who knows everything outside of Cleveland, uh, he brings it every every time, and he's the uh, rational fan or in the group. I'm the ira- irrational, crazy fan who doesn't make a lot of sense most of the time when we talk about the Brownies. But that's a lot about a lot of us Browns fans, and so I try to just bring it, you know. And Steve kind of balances me out. Uh, how you doing, Steve? Doing great. Uh, I'd like to thank Samuel for all that weather they're sending us from Texas. Um, tomorrow we're getting some, uh, heavy rain and 50 mile an hour winds Then Saturday and Sunday thirties. And then Sunday night, Monday snow, uh, the low, I think Monday night is going to be seven Tuesday night's going to be 11. So we're going to, yeah, I don't know where the snow is going to go. If you live in Nashville or middle Tennessee, uh, 30 miles can be the difference between six inches and a dusting. Oh, well, we'll but find they're out. They're going to be uh, juicing the streets on Saturday. They got this brine mixture they put down. Uh, as long oh. as it's not raining, they can put 
down first and it works up to 20 uh, degrees. And then after that, they'll, they'll start hitting the salt trucks. We, we, we yeah. like that brine. Yeah. The, um, Love the brine. interesting side note here. I caught wind of a sh short story. Probably won't happen, but since we're talking about the weather forecast, it was reported today in some periodicals that the, that the Buffalo bills Pittsburgh Steelers game potentially could be moved to Cleveland Brown Stadium, and the, the Browns have been in contact with the mm. NFL that the, the game because the Buffalo area will be under a winter weather. They're already under a winter storm warning, and they have the, all the lake effect there. So they've talked about it. Um, I, I it would have to be really awful there. And I mean, I've been to Buffalo when it's, it's been awful, but I don't know. It was just funny to see that uh, as a news story. I don't know if any of you caught that. I was a pick Pittsburgh guy who put that out. Uh, Filipiano or whatever his name is, the guy who said that uh, um, um, little hands uh, will be oh. <laughs> uh, 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 a Pro Bowl quarterback this year. So I'll, I'll yes. take anything he says with a, a grain of salt. A grain of salt. Well, okay, let's talk about this big game because that's where we're, we're tuning up for. And um, I know Elliot kind of speculated a little bit about Houston um, and this is going to be a different Houston team. And a lot, that's been a lot of the conversation because a little bit. quarterback for the Browns or for the uh, Houston Texans was not CJ Stroud. The last time they played them a couple weeks ago where Amari Cooper had the game of his life and Flacco had the game of his life after, you know, sitting on the couch. Um, so let's get it, go around the room. Steve, let's start with you since you, we just finished with, chatting your initial um thoughts going into this game uh what are your expectations what are you looking at and are you nervous or maybe not i don't know what the word to use would be nervous but elliot described you know houston not being the team that he'd want to play what are what are your initial thoughts on this game saturday well as i look back on the game they played on christmas eve uh the browns basically held uh, the Houston offense, and I know C.J. Stroud wasn't starting, to uh, zero points until garbage time. Their only yeah. touchdown came on a kickoff. And the Browns won without a punter and a kicker for almost three-quarters of the game. That's Is true. that the game we're talking about? That's okay, the game. good. Um, yes, C.J. Stroud does uh, provide a little bit of a difference. Um, however... He does not perform well against teams who have good pass defenses. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'll, I'll skip the Baltimore game because that was the first game of the season. But he struggled against New Orleans, Carolina, and the Jets. Now, he did get hurt in the Jets game, but before uh -huh. he got hurt, he was like 10 for 23 for 91 yards. Mm. Uh, you pressure him, he doesn't do well. Uh, clean pocket, he's like 20 TDs. 69% completion, uh, 9.2 yards per attempt. Uh, you put pressure on him, three TDs, 52 completion rate, yeah. and six yards per attempt. And the Browns have the second best pressure rate in the NFL. I think, Steve, part of the, the thing that I think some Browns fans, like even myself, and are thinking, you know, C.J. Stroud, Ohio State, got to watch a lot of him here living in Columbus. And he's just been dazzling in a lot of ways in the NFL that I think quite frankly, most of us weren't projecting at the beginning of the season. Uh, they, he was coming yep. to a Houston team that was somewhat struggling 
And, um, you know, what he did the other night, just to, it kind of magnified what I think Browns fans, you know, the back of my, at least my mind, I'm, you know, as a Browns fan, I'm, I'm not used to going to the playoffs. I'm not used to being in this position. I'm not used to having probably the best, the best team out there athletically and by position, we hands down, we have a better team than them. Um, but seeing CJ Stroud, you know, launch a 75 yard pass to Nico Collins to start that game against the Colts. Um, Who don't have a very good pass defense. The Colts, yes. No, but I'm yeah, just saying. Yeah, T.J. Walker kind of threw the ball a little bit on him. So we're talking about yes. T.J. Walker. Okay. <laughs> but I think it's just those sorts of things. So that sort of settles in the back of people's minds, at least my mind, like, oh, God, you know, C.J. Stroud, we, you know, and I just think, you know, our defense has been pretty solid this year, but our secondary, we've had our moments where, you know, early in the season, I know it's been a full season now, but we've, we've given up big plays. The Colts game was a prime example of that when we played the Colts where we gave up a lot of big plays. And so that's something that not lately, not lately. No, I said, the, but at the beginning, I think that was, so I just, some, those are the sorts of things that I think a lot of common Brown fans sort of are used to. And so now we're in this different position, but we got to win this game. It's going to be a, regardless of what, it, how it all ends up. I mean, playing Houston on the road, anytime you go play a playoff game, wherever it is, I mean, at, at a win away venue, like it's, it's going to be tough. And so, uh, Oh yeah, it's going to be tough. The Browns couldn't run the ball against them on Christmas Eve. And I don't true. expect them to run the ball against them here, but, uh, Houston, um, they do give up big plays, a uh, big yeah. splash plays. And since Falco has been a Brown, um, mm. the Browns are number one in 20 plus yard explosive plays. Yeah. They were like, oh gosh, 27th before Flacco. Now they're yeah. number one. So, they're, um, uh, yeah, they're going to they're gonna pressure. I mean, they get Will Anderson back on a limited against the Colts. Mm. He was on a pitch count. Uh, Greenyard, their other big sack guy, uh, he got hurt on the Christmas, in, during the Christmas mm. yeah. game. He came back to pra- practice limited. Um, but And Noah Brown did, too, the other wide receivers. So, um, yeah, they're going to put pressure. Yeah. It's going to, but the Browns did not get, uh, did not, re- well, when the starters were in, before they put DTR in, uh, yeah. they predicted uh, Flacco. He wasn't sacked at all. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, just pressure yes. Mr. Stroud I think I read somewhere too. Like a rookie. Uh, Steve, I read somewhere also, I think Flacco is undefeated in wild card weekends. He's five so, and zero oh in wild card. Five and zero. Oh. Okay, very Kevin good. Kevin Stefanski's ten and zero oh versus the AFC South. Right, Sam. What are you? What are your thoughts here on what Steve yeah, and I are talking um, about? I would have definitely liked someone other than the Texans, but I think we we've beat them once. I know they didn't have CJ Stroud, but I think one thing that I would be concerned about for the Texans, uh, if I was a Texans fan, is CJ Stroud has never, ever, 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 ever even sniffed a playoff NFL game Mm. never in his career has he ever played in an NFL playoff game and so I think I'd be worried if I don't think it will get to him but I think there is a potential uh Mm. if let's say it's um let's say it's 27 10 in the or maybe even 24 10 in the fourth quarter I think he'll crack under the pressure of trying to keep his entire football team's season alive so i think if you can put pressure on the texans and put pressure on cj stroud to shine and try and carry his team to 
not letting their season end. I think that'll what break him. That'll be what breaks him, and he'll fall apart, and you'll be able to win. I like that take, Elliot. Well, uh, yeah, I think uh, there are a lot of factors that are in favor of the Texans. You know, I would much rather this be a home game. I want to play it in cold, nasty weather in Cleveland, but we don't have that opportunity. It's being played under ideal conditions in Houston on synthetic turf, and I don't really like that. Uh, That does favor Houston. Uh, C.J. Stroud is really an awesome quarterback. The most outstanding statistic, I think, is that he's only thrown five interceptions the whole season long. That's really pretty cool. Yeah, uh, He is an Ohio State quarterback, and got to like that. Uh, however, let's not go crazy. Um, if you look at his statistics, you know, people on the media are really pumping him up like he's the you know second coming of Joe Montana. <laughs> and, you know, but let's let's get real. He's had a very, very good year. But if you look at the statistic that everybody uses as the most reliable statistic, which is QBR, the quarterback rating, which ESPN made up, not real crazy about it. But anyway, what does C.J. Stroud rate actually at QBR? He's number 16 in the NFL. That's not Hall of Fame. That's a pretty good quarterback. Yeah. Um, But it's not, you know, like he's unbeatable. Um, and then, you know, his yardage is pretty good. It's, but it's not unbeatable. And his traditional, yeah, yeah. yes, traditional rating, he's number six in the NFL. That's really good, but it's not unbeatable. So I think the Colts, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, Elliot. No, I'm sorry, Elliot. Yeah, no, I'm just saying that, you know, he does have some factors that are in his favor. I think that he's a better quarterback than our guy, Joe Flacco. Uh, okay. Flacco has got a lot of yards, but he also has more interceptions in his short time with the Browns than Stroud had all season long. So I think that, you know, that is very impressive. Uh, that's in favor of Stroud. So, let but, me ask you this, though, Elliot. So, like, in that in that fact about – comparing the two i just think that's be in personally it's because you got joe flacco who's 38 years old and cj stroud who's 22 years old and i think flacco gives it doesn't give a crap i mean i think he gives a crap but he's an old experienced uh quarterback who knows that he's gonna make some errors because he's throwing these balls um in the tight windows and he's more aggressive uh, that maybe C.J. Stroud is at this point. So I that's what all I, I chalk that up to. Well, but I, it's partly it. But, you know, here again, uh, Joe but, has not had enough repetitions. He did not have training yeah. camp. And he's out there without the bazillion repetitions that he would have liked to have had. And it yeah. may expose him a little bit. That is not a good thing. Yeah. No. And, um, you know, so Stroud has had all that, and that's an advantage for him. No doubt. Sure. Let's talk a little bit more about advantages and disadvantages here with the with both teams. One thing I did want to touch on and just talk about, and then if you want to get into more the advantages and disadvantages, injuries. Um, the Browns going into this game look like they're not going to have Dustin mm-hmm. Hopkins again. Their kicker, they're going to go with Riley Patterson. Don't worry about. Also, Denzel Ward um, was reported that he was coming off of the shoulder injury, and now he's got a new 
knee injury it was reported and according but to I, let's wait yeah. stop right there yeah that's right in Rappaport, uh right i read the fine. same thing that i read yeah. the same yeah and I, what i was going to say is that's what ian Rappaport said was he'll All be right. fine um jake trotter said something a little bit different than that but i guess i'm well, what Ward is a, well, he just said that it's going to take a little time or take it I don't know how he, he, the way he phrased Jake Trotter, it was a little bit more, not negative, but more like, well, cautionary. Well, I thought we'll he was how, questionable. He's well, questionable. yes, he said questionable, I guess. Um, so my question is really, quite, I would hope that Denzel Ward, I mean, he's a walking basket case when it comes to injuries, but he is the, one of the best players. He averages 14 games a season since he's been a Brown. I get that. Oh my I, God, he's missed two games no, every year. That, no, oh, no, wait, two no, to no. three games a year. See, but oh, this is no. where you guys, it's you guys are, are talking about. No, sport. because he. Okay, statistically, yeah, you can look at that, but come on now. Every year that Denzel Ward has played for the Browns, it has been a constant conversation. Injuries happen, John. And, well, <laughs> I I know that, and uh, I just it. I don't know. I just think that. He's definitely an important piece to this Browns team moving forward and through this postseason. I, I, I expect to see him out there Sunday. Does anybody not expect to see him out there Sunday? Um, and just even anything, if he's not out, even if he's not out there, Greg Newsom since Denver. Now, wait a second. Now, all pro. And now, Martin Emerson is the second best corner in the NFL. And I have okay. full confidence in Cameron Mitchell in this slot. Okay. Well, you, you know what else I, I really impressed me is that the Browns really uncovered um, <clears throat> a lot of uh, depth in their defensive backfield against Cincinnati, sure. even though they played terrible as a team. Yeah. Their individual defensive backs showed up, and uh, yeah. I think that they do have depth in the defensive backfield. I do too. But I, I guess, yeah, okay. I mean, Denzel Ward, I think it's it's a conversation piece that we've had for a long time with this team. I know you're saying he's averaging 14 games and blah, blah, blah. I, I agree. But at the same time, it's just like he's had how many concussions now? Like more than we They didn't now. have a concussion. He had, he's had two in his career. But oh, he no, no, no. Oh, he's had yeah. far more than that. No, come on. He's had like five. No, he's had two. Oh, no. I, I, will, I will go back and research that. I will – that no, that's totally Please not. Please do because true. I think he's only. Where have two. you? Where did you come up with with two? Two? Are you? I I I'll I'll we'll look at that. <laughs> we'll look at. Oh, that. he's had money more than two. I'm oh, sure. Oh, come on, Elliot really? Is looking it up as we speak. He's had more than two. I think he had four at least, and then he had this other one, and then we were thinking that might be five. Okay, so the Browns drafted Ward. He has suffered four documented concussions, including one okay, four. during the preseason finale in Kansas City. All right. Four, well, all right. Enough. What are some of the – okay. So let's just – other things that you guys are looking at as far as strengths, weaknesses of these teams – I, well, we're, we're Nico take, Collins. Nico Collins is a yeah. guy that I'm worried about. The, the Same here. Texans only have one really big threat, and that's Nico Collins uh, mm-hmm. at wide exactly. receiver. And so you now he is a 4.45 guy in terms of speed, and that's why Denzel Ward would be really great to have 
On the other hand, 4.45 is not totally unreachable uh, by some of the guys that the Browns have. So I think that that um, yeah, does anybody else find it weird that Nico Collins? I know this is like off, you know, I know it doesn't matter in football, but Nico Collins is Michigan guy and CJ Stroud's Ohio State guy. Nico Collins is probably going to try to play like the best game of his life, considering that Michigan just won the national championship as well. So he's going to play the best game of his life because he wants to win. Everybody wants to play the best game of their life. This but is he going to have nothing to do with the NFL? Right. No. Oh, the rivalries? I know. No, I just oh, threw that out the there. Trout's going to play really well because. Well, Ohio come on now. As a Browns fan, as a Browns, no, he's come, not you know, going to throw the Nico Collins because he's. Oh, I'm not going to throw the Nico. That that Michigan guy. <laughs> that Michigan guy. Champion, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm speaking for all the irrational <laughs> Browns fans out there. That even going back to the day when Braylon Edwards played for the Browns, there was a lot of chit chat during games and after games during that time period because he was from Michigan and people in Cleveland would be irritated and would call it not saying it's fair and I'm saying it's irrational. I'm just saying it is a conversation piece and some irrational fans do talk not about it. Like we shouldn't we shouldn't only only when the Browns of, stink and the player is during that season where they won 10 games, I didn't hear anybody complaining about Braylon Edwards <laughs> Sam. or Kellen Winslow. <laughs> Sam, what are what are you looking at as far as strengths and weaknesses for these teams? Nico Collins oh, obviously man. scares us all. Yeah, I think um, probably I feel like the – this sounds weird, but I feel like um defense could possibly become a little bit of a weakness for the browns if things go improperly i feel like the defense because because sometimes what happens is the defense is like off they end up not doing everything properly they seem to like make weird mistakes and this happened a lot especially in the middle of the season where they would be bad for the first like quarter and yeah we go down 14 to nothing yeah, we would go. We would be bad for the first like quarter and a half of the game, and then we'd get better. But I feel like we got to be careful with that because, especially in the playoffs, um, it's it's a super important game, and sometimes that pressure gets to players, and we'll really mess them up. But then strengths, I mean, Joe Flacco. Honestly, I feel like Joe Flacco is a really big strength right now. Um, he's been there. He's done this. He's won Super Bowls. I think the Super Bowl makes it even more important because it's like, oh yeah a wild card. I've made the Super Bowl and won it before. I know what I'm doing here. Uh, and I think that's going to really help the Browns. I think he's going to be a, a leadership too for the Browns, all the younger players um, who haven't made it as far. Uh, and, he can point out things and show them let not show them how to not let the pressure get to them and things like that. And I think that's an excellent point too. That's great because I, I unlike what you said earlier about CJ Stroud um, cracking into the pressure, I while Joe Flacco may throw three interceptions in this game and we're all going to be pissed off and going, we also know that he doesn't give a, give a heck and he's going to come back and he's going to, you know, keep flinging that ball. And I expect him to have a hell of a game on, on Saturday. I really do. And I think he is going to be a huge factor in this. And I think the Browns can continue to ride this momentum that he, that he has really helped create. So I'm I'm most excited to see that. I'm excited to see Amari Cooper because quite honestly, I think the two of them are going to continue where they left off 
a few weeks ago. And I know the game's going to be a little different. Obviously, it's a playoff atmosphere, blah, 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 blah. And Cooper's not maybe going to go for 265. But um, I definitely see those two working it out again. And don't let's let's not forget David Njoku, who we haven't even talked about yet as being another big part of this. Um, and he they, had a huge yeah. game the game after. So, yeah. They Elliot. have to double cover him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they have to double cover uh, Amari Cooper. It's They're running out of people to double cover. Can't double cover everybody. I'm not. Um, I'm not. I'm not really worried about the defense. The yeah. last time the starting defense played on the road, uh, they shut out the Houston offense. Good the point. only touchdown Houston got was a kick return. Yep. Uh, and then they got garbage time TVs and then uh, yep. TDs and then Schwartz put the starters back in and boom, mm. game over. So I'm not yeah. worried about the defense because you know that's still the same offensive line that Houston had the last time. Uh, their their uh, left guard was his name Juice Scruggs has allowed seven sacks in four games. Their Ooh. right tackles, Darius Smith, had his best game of the season. Yes, versus that guy, two yeah. sacks could have been three if there wasn't a yeah. penalty. So yeah. you know, I, I expect the uh, Houston to try to get because. Stroud doesn't play in the shotgun a lot. I mean, he's yeah. like uh, under center 38% of the time. Mm-hmm. So they're yeah. going to roll away from Miles Garrett yeah, uh, to help uh, Laramie Tunskill handle him mm-hmm. one-on-one. And Tunskill does very well against Miles Garrett. So they will roll him to the right. So where are they rolling him to? They're rolling him into the arms of Zadarius Smith and Okoronkwo yes. and JOK and Taki Taki. Yeah, JOK. And, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, you know, and as it for their defense, exciting day. as yeah. for their defense, they're going to have to do something about Amari Cooper. 265 yards the last time. Well, so they held him under 300. What are they going to do? I mean, they play zone like over 80% of the time. Are they going to have a safety come over and help? Uh-huh. Well, that's going to leave Elijah Moore, who's still top five in separation in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I, I guarantee it might even help David Bell, and it'll definitely help the tight ends, Najoku yeah. and Harrison mm-hmm. Bryant. And I Elliot's right. Her, yeah. You're running out of guys. <laughs> There's going to be somebody with the Browns, I think, on Saturday that we're not don't talking about, about right now. Ford out of the back. Right. We're going to talk about all those players. I'm, after the break, we're going to talk a little bit about some of these DraftKings um, over-unders and, and uh, percentages and spreads. Uh, and we're also going to talk about Bill Belichick and some of the other coaches that have just announced their retirement. So this is the Fanatical Elves show. We're in playoff mode. We will be right back after these commercials. Oh boy, we are back here on the Fanatical Elves show, playoff mode. Um, we're going to finish talking about this Browns playoff game here in a moment, but I did want to pause and bring up and just get any anybody's take on several, several coaching changes this week, um, including today Bill Belichick announced his retirement from the New England Patriots. Wait a minute, uh, I didn't hear that. Nick Saban. No, uh, the day before. Wait a minute. Nick Saban. 
No, yes, he wait did. a minute. Belichick is yes. not no. retired. Nick's, no, no. Where did he, he go? Went, wins away from Don Shula. He no, he's not. not he's just simply not employed by the New England Patriots. He didn't okay. say he's they retired. He, he, he's leaving the New England Patriots. Nick Saban uh, retired from Alabama. Uh, other coaches, Pete Carroll, Seattle has uh, been – uh, alleviated or relieved of his duties there, but we'll continue <laughs> with his, his... alleviated. We'll so continue with the Seattle Seahawks <laughs> in some way. Um, but I know Bill and, uh, and Nick Saban, a lot of conversation has been had this week in Cleveland because, you know, the Browns had all these great coaches on their coaching staff uh, back in the eighties and just wanted your takes on these guys that are, are leaving or quitting or re- not retiring or retiring. Um, and the fact that some people Actually, have been saying how in the 90s, but we'll, we'll in the 90s, if it that. weren't for Kevin Stefanski, good old steady Eddie, that everybody would be clamoring right now in Cleveland for a new coach. And one of these guys would certainly want to come to Cleveland to be the coach. But guess what? We have Kevin Stefanski and we don't need these guys. So just wanted your takes on that. And we've got uh, Elliot bringing up some little um, things here. He's going to show if you're watching us on YouTube. On the X, you're going to see some of this right now. I'm going to try to remove so we can see Sam. There's Sam. Okay. Go ahead, Elliot. Yeah, this is a a lot of fans may not recall, but um, Nick Saban was the defensive coordinator for the Cleveland Browns on Bill Belichick's staff when Bill Belichick was the Cleveland Browns head coach. That was uh, they were both uh, let go, fired by Art Modell when the team was moved to Baltimore. So Art Modell had the distinction of firing Paul Brown, Bill Belichick, and also Nick Saban. He really, you know, Jeez. did the trifecta, getting the three <laughs> greatest coaches in history fired by Art Modell. Also, let me mention that he ran Jim Brown out of town. Jim Brown did not want to retire after the 1965 season. He was forced out because he had a conflict with a Hollywood movie that he was making, The Dirty Dozen, and uh, he would, you know, Art Modell would not tolerate that. And so he was forced to retire. Right. And um, he also, by the way, traded or traded away Paul Warfield. Um, yep. And people want Art Modell to be put into the Hall of Fame. I do not understand the universe that I live in. Um, <laughs> do you want to take a break now for the uh, commercials? Well, uh, Elliot, we just we did just already. Did. So we'll just. We did. I we, missed that. Yes, you did. Oh. We. Okay. <laughs> missed some great we'll commercials. Come, you missed that we'll, one. We'll, we'll come do, back. Oh. Make that. I forgot to put this in. Uh, for, uh, oh yes. Yeah, I wanted to make a mention that uh, we learned that uh, Michael Strahan's daughter, Isabella, is doing battle with a form of brain cancer. We want to, mm. from all of us fanatical elves, wish yes. her the absolute best as she yes. recovers from this life-threatening condition. Absolutely. Um, every hope and possibility for a full recovery, but it's not 100%. So uh, we are uh, hoping and praying for her. Yes. And, uh, so, yeah, that's what I. That's that's very where I good. To... Okay, excellent. Um, let me let me uh, let me can go back a little bit to this game. I have some numbers here. Uh oh, you still there? Um, yeah, we're all here. Yeah, we're. I had some technical <laughs> glitch there. Um, 
So I was looking at fan or the DraftKings, you know, a lot of betting folks out there and there's a lot of money out there to get had. And uh, Browns fans, uh, if you play your cards right, there's some really interesting numbers here. And I want to run them by you and kind of go around the room here and get your your thoughts on this. If you were betting, you're not betting. This is fictitious. But let's start here. Um, Browns are two point favorites uh, in this game. Uh, is Do you agree with that? Two point favorites, uh, Steve? Is that fair? Yeah, um, yeah, uh, I do. I do agree mm-hmm. with that. Uh, a lot of people are thinking that uh, the Browns defense doesn't travel, even though the last time they went to Houston, they traveled. So, yeah, um, yeah I can I could see that. I mean, if okay. this was played in Cleveland, that would lead me to believe that this would be a five to six. They would be a five to six point favorite. Sam, so, yeah. let me ask. Let me ask you this, and we'll go. Um, I'm going to throw another number at you. That the over under right now is 44 and a half. You agree with that? Uh, which which side would you go for? Each. I mean, yeah, I could see a score of 24, 21, 27, 24, something like that. Yeah. Okay. Elliot, what do you think about that number, 44 and a half? Well, a rule of thumb is to not bet unless you believe that the number is off by three or more. Okay. And I think that I don't have a strong belief uh, mm. one way or the other, so I wouldn't touch uh, this one. I do not plan to bet this one way or the other. So the money line for Houston, Steve, is um, if you put the money on Houston winning this, uh, it's a, a plus 114. Uh, you think that's a good – I mean, you're putting your money on Cleveland. I have no idea. I don't gamble. <laughs> Okay. Life's a gamble. I can walk out my door today and get hit by a car. Amari Cooper. Life's a gamble. Uh, Sam, Amari Cooper, in this game, um, the the numbers look like this, that he's a plus 850. It's a plus 850. If you put, like, money down, it, it would be plus 850 if he scores the first touchdown. If he scores the last touchdown, it's a plus 900. And if he just gets one touchdown or at any point in the game, it's a plus 150. Those seem like really good. If you want to put, you know, a couple bucks down on a game, what, which one do you like? The, uh, I like the, the, that he'll score a touchdown. Yeah. What's like over under on yards. Do you know? Um, I'm getting to that. Yeah. The over under for yards is, um, a hundred yards, hundred yards plus is a plus 200. That seems yeah, I'd like probably say that's a pretty good bet. hundred yards. Right. I thought I saw that and I was like, wow, that would be okay. Let me ask you this. Um, Joe Flacco, Elliot scoring a running touchdown, not a passing <laughs> touchdown. Joe Flacco scoring a running touchdown is a, listen to this. It's a plus 1100 going into this game. Um, that's <laughs> not high enough. Um, but here's Flacco, I think that's a, that's a Joe great Flacco, Joe Flacco has something like uh five rushing yards for the season, yeah. But let's say it's like <laughs> let's say it's they get down there along the goal line, he's six foot six, and they do a naked quarterback boot, Elliot, or they just push the, the tush push or let him just jump over the top. I think that's a, a everybody going can, one way and he goes the other. 
Hello, Tattoo. This is I'm, Mr. I'm Sutra. considering Vince that. Fantasy I'm considering is that, that Joe Flacco will score a running touchdown. <laughs> All right, let me go back to Joe Flacco again. Let me the the over <laughs> 1.5 touchdowns, 1.5 touchdowns. You can't is, send Flacco on a running touchdown because if he gets hurt, your Super Bowl dream is. I'm not good. saying that. I'm saying you if it's a not. quarterback sneak, no. you just have him throw the ball no. over, over the top. He really did. He did a well, a really good quarterback sneak against the Jets. It didn't involve any tush push or. That's all I'm anything. saying. Is the that guy is like six foot six. I'm just, just saying I can see oh. Stefanski doing this. Um, him see, throwing for one point five touchdowns. I can see him putting in. Uh, Nick Harris and Michael Dunn in the backfield and having them wildcat to uh, Kareem Hunt. That okay, I one, see. Throwing for, throwing, for one, throwing for 1.5 touchdowns, meaning or more, two touchdowns, is plus 100 if you put a bet on that for Joe Flacco. Definitely think that's a winnable bet. Sam, you agree with that? I mean, yeah, a little. I think it – I'm not – I don't bet. I never even look at it. But Let's I think quit. betting, I think Vegas kind of knows a little more than a lot of people do. Um, yes, it's I the consider game is myself, fixed. Yeah, I consider myself pretty knowledgeable in the Browns, but sometimes they they know a little bit more than I do. So I, I think uh, the odds are pretty okay. where I'd expect them to be. I think Let me Vegas, change, yeah. I think Vegas yeah. goes a little haywire with the first playoff Steve. Game. Let me and they settle thing. in after the second playoff. Game. Hey, I okay, got a stat for you. Hey, John, I got yep. a stat for you. Okay. Yep. All right. There on the go. season, Joe Flacco has nine rush attempts for two yards, an average of zero point two yards per attempt. That's I mean, awesome. He needs a half a Way yard. Way to go, Elliot. Elliot. That's great. That's great. I He's love that. That's the best stat of the night. Eight years. Repeat that, Elliot. Nine carries from nine carries two, yards. two net yards. Let's zero point two media. yards per attempt. Right. I think if it's on the one-inch line, it might. Now, how often do you actually get on the one-inch line at the goal? Well, the Browns it's not had their moments. Okay, let me ask you. Okay, got a couple other know. numbers here. <laughs> Steve, it's let possible, me go to you. But not likely. Not likely. <laughs> not likely. It's not impossible. Quantum mechanics does not forbid that transition, but it is not likely. <laughs> Steve, let me ask you this. Yes. Cleveland Browns defense sure. is listed as an their defense anytime. Touchdown, turnover for a score, okay? Fumble <laughs> recovery, interception like they did against the Jets. If you put money on it, it's plus 475. You like that? Wow. I mean, I know you don't bet, but that's a pretty good – That is a, That's a that, big um, number. Yeah, 475. You know, prior to Ronnie now, Hickman you, picking off the Jets, when was the last time they had a touchdown? Was it against the Colts when um, – or was that a safety when uh, uh, Miles well, sacked? They had the one against zone. the Ravens. Oh yeah, yeah that's right. Great, great six news Ravens, them. and then Ronnie Hickman with against the Jets. Yeah, that's a that's that's a that's a high number. Well, if you go back, listen. If you, you go got back, a couple yeah. bucks, I'd throw it on it. Steve, if you go back to the Pittsburgh Steelers game in 2020, what happened in the first play of the game? That was different team different players different well i know atmosphere. but but i'm just giving another example i mean that's a perfect example of what could you know not going to happen like that if it did yeah if you man, got, that would be fantastic if you got if you got two dollars that's that's uh that's a healthy bet 
Yeah. All right. Let me couple couple more here we'll finish with here. For those of you who live in a- states who anytime, don't have legal gambling. I think this is a steal here. Anytime touchdown for David Njoku is plus 170. Anytime touchdown is plus 170. I'm mm-hmm. like, you put 10 bucks down, that's, you know, you're getting 17 bucks back. That's I'm like that's, yeah, but, that's No. <clears throat> yeah, but that means that you're thinking that on a season that Njoku is going to be like uh, like a uh, 10 touchdown guy. Is he a 10 touchdown guy? Uh not yet. No. Let me ask you this. Let me while you're looking at hey, I got that, another stat for you. Another stat for us, okay. When you're talking about what was the thing about Stroud that he's going to we're going to get a uh, t- turnover touchdown was that the thing? Yes. Okay. Stroud only has five interceptions on the season. Yeah. However, that's why it's so high. However, he has eight fumbles on the season. Ooh, Miles Garrett. Miles Darius Garrett. Jeremiah Koromoa. Ooh, Elliot bringing in something that means the local, the local scared media has not mentioned yet up there in Cleveland. They're all concerned okay. about those five interceptions, but yeah. eight fumbles? I did eight not know fumbles. that, Elliot. Man, Man we are bringing it here on the Fanatical Elves tonight, folks. We are bringing um, it to you. Jerome Ford. Now, I, this is another one. Okay, Jerome Ford. Think about Jerome Ford for a minute. Yep. If he scores two touchdowns in this game, which has happened multiple times this season. He's got nine on the year. Get mm. the, the odds are plus – 950. 950. Could happen. I'm thinking seriously about that bet. I'm like that. And then Amari Cooper, get this. Amari Cooper, two touchdowns in this game, plus 1,000. Plus 1,000. Now, I know Amari Cooper hasn't had – what is he? A, didn't didn't he have two touchdowns against Houston? Yes, he did. That's what yeah, I thought. He did. Christmas and Eve, it's he plus did one thousand. Let's see. What are the odds for Ford? Ford is plus nine hundred and fifty. So the odds of are are better for Ford, or they are saying that it's more likely that Ford at nine fifty is going to score two touchdowns more than Amari Cooper scoring two touchdowns, which is just fascinates me that they've got that the way they do in Vegas. By the way, 60% of all well, that's probably because he scored multiple touchdowns in more games than Amari Cooper. Because before Joe Flacco, I think yeah. only a only wide only they only had two two or three touchdowns to wide receivers before Flacco. Yeah. And um and all those the, uh, the betting on this game is 60% Browns, 40% Houston Texans. The money is going Duh. toward the Browns <laughs> overall. It may be okay. that way in the attendance, fan, the way the ticket prices are, <laughs> are bottoming out. It doesn't appear well, that the Texan fans really want to go to this game. How much are the tickets? Um, uh, Paul I've Brown. Seen them, I've seen them for like 100 bucks, 125 bucks. bucks. He wait yeah. right to lower ball. Yeah. Man, we could have gone. Yes, you I could. Know. You're the closest. Well, let's you can let's still go. Sam, what are your yeah. final final thoughts here on the on this rolling into the game? We're gonna have a pregame show on Saturday. We'll have a postgame show after the Browns victory. Um 
final takes here, Sam, on this Thursday night as we try to sleep and prep. I mean, I'm gonna have a hard time sleeping uh, the next couple nights uh, as I Why? and I. Well, I'm you know I'm an irrational Browns fan. I'm I'm excitedly nervous. Calm down, relax. Take the yeah. Um, I think I covered much of the things that are important for this game. Um, but yeah, I think the Browns are going to win. I don't think I think it'll be competitive. I think it'll be a very competitive game. Um, but who knows? Maybe uh maybe the national championship messed up the field. Uh, and so. Houston's gonna well, have the a roof was leaking. Feels messed up. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just making things up. Yeah, I think the Browns are gonna win. I think we have an advantage at. Honestly, I think we have an advantage at quarterback. I think Joe Flacco is better than uh, C.J. Stroud, and I think our receivers are better. I running back maybe maybe it's like a it's a similar thing, but defense is 100 better than the Texans. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I just think we're just better in a lot of play. Coaches, yeah. pro- coach is actually really interesting because. D'Amico Ryan's isn't he? Yeah, he's he's Rookie. like second in coach of the year, uh, yeah. polls and Kevin's number one. So I'm, that's kind of cool. But yeah, I think the Browns. I think the Browns have the advantage. Uh, it just will just keep turnovers low and try and see if you can break CJ Stroud and tear him down and see if that helps. I like that strategy, Elliot. Yeah, I I think you know there's uh, it's difficult to to forecast this game uh, my rule of thumb would be is if you think that the spread is off by more than three then you bet it do i think that the browns should be favored by more than five points probably not um do i think that houston should be favored by one or more points probably not so i think it will be a very close game i think the browns do have some big edges the biggest edge is miles garrett and uh, with an extra week to rest that shoulder, I think he could be really uh, amazing. That's what I'm looking for. Excellent. Steve? Um, the, the Texans are, are like 26 in pass defense. So I'm not worried about Joe Flacco. Uh, they're very strong against the run. If, if the, the last time the Browns played them, they had a total of 54 yards rushing as a team. Yeah. So if the Browns can get into the 80 to 90 yards rushing, um, then they have control of this game. Mm-hmm. Um, they will keep using that play action that Falco is so good at, and that'll kind of take the pressure off. Uh, uh, I do worry about our left tackle, Christensen. He's not as good as everybody thinks he is. Uh, so I'm interested in to see what kind of blocking schemes uh, Callahan does. On defense, I'm interested to see where they line up uh, Miles Garrett. Yeah, uh, Hunsell yeah. has had great success against it. Yeah. But as we've all seen, Miles will stand over the center and do a double dribble uh, against Tennessee. He ran back and forth a couple times. So yes, let's, let's see how he affects uh, Houston's game plan. And like yeah. Elliot said, uh, they can't cover double cover everybody. They yep. run out of guys. So <laughs> you got to pick your poison with this team. Is it going to be Amari Cooper? Is it going to be David Njoku? Is it going to be Elijah Moore? They got to pick one. I don't think it's going to uh, be Elijah Moore just because he's coming off of this concussion and everything else. He I think played it's... against Cincinnati. 
So he will play. Was he, yeah, he was out there, but yeah. The only two people that are out are our kicker, and I don't worry about the replacement kicker. Last mm-hmm. year in the first game, Wildcard, he kicked a game winner versus the Chargers. Yeah. He's like uh, he's like four for four in extra points in the playoffs sure. and three for three in field goals. Yeah. Now, outside the 50, that's where Hopkins did his special stuff. Yeah. Inside, I'm not worried about him. And we get Bajorquez no. back, which mm-hmm. means a great punter, field position will make a difference in this game. I agree. I, I predict the Browns to win. I, I actually, I said it earlier, somebody at work was asking me, my score is 30 to 22, Browns win. Um, I think the Browns get a, I don't think the lead will be as expanded big time early, but I think that the Browns score points in this one uh, because of Joe Flacco and because of that 26th defense uh, against the, the pass that you mentioned, Steve, also for Houston. And I just think that Joe Flacco is going to continue to have a good game. And he's going to find players to throw the ball to. He's got uh, all these guys. And I think the Browns win 30 to 22. I'm sticking with that. Uh, I think it will be some tense moments in the fourth quarter, but I think the Browns defense will, you know, hold or they'll do something um, to either create that larger lead. Maybe they get their pick six there at the end. Maybe the game is, you know, close and then they get a, who knows, but I'm going with that score. So we'll talk about it more real later quick, this week. Real, yeah. real quick. The only two things I'm worried about are the Browns is their red zone and goal line defense. They're last mm. in the league in both. And mm. Houston has the number one special teams in the NFL, and we saw that on Christmas Eve with that touchdown for a kickoff. So I'm interested to see oh, that's a good point. what yeah. bu- uh, Bubba Ventrone dials up to to contain that that returner, and what sh- uh, what Schwartz can do to kind of help that you know keep them out of the red zone. And I think every game's very important. You got to take one game at a time here in the playoffs. And obviously, the Browns don't have a lot of experience in the playoffs. We'll talk about that a little bit more, but. They certainly have, they have a players team. who have experience. They certainly the have teams <laughs> and they have players that have that experience and they have a coaching staff that we've talked about endlessly this season. And to just now again, that are just top notch. And we haven't even mentioned Jim Schwartz's name much tonight. So we'll talk Can't more see about what he that. dials up for CJ Strong. We'll see. Yeah. We'll have more conversation about that. We'll have other shows this week. I've still got my Johnny Cleveland podcast coming up. Uh, among other things, but we'll be bringing you a Saturday more, uh, probably a Saturday morning show at some point. So we'll get together and we'll let everybody know when that's going to be Sam. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Elliot. Thank you for being here. Part of the fanatical elves network. Everybody have a great night and go brownies. Woof, woof. Go, go Browns. Wearing a shirt. Yay. Woo. Woo. <laughs>